Good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Jamie Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Nothing. It's Sunday night edition. This, it this is. feels it's... weird. It feels like we the, the single day uh, really squeezes it. I feel I feel like we just did this a day ago. But... Yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did not think we were. You know, we were moving it up for some travel schedules this week. Uh, actually, Rob, I was laughing as we started the intro because. I got picked on in my house today by uh, someone. Someone did the intro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, I was like, I think people like the same intro. I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of. I, I think it's yeah. soothing. It's like yes. a warm. It's like a warm blanket. You know, that's people right. Just, that's right. It's we're the cozy podcast. Yeah, people can. Mm. Actually, last week after our awesome show last week, and thank you so much to everyone who contributed last week to the show i did think you know what funny. i was thinking huh. we should do that more often just we let people have spots the in the game that that's a feature that's very easy to use evidently like people said it was a breeze and oh. i thought it was really neat people made good comments it wasn't talk radio-ish people you know there's some funny jabs in there there was some yeah. insightful stuff we should definitely do that again oh yeah i got to i hung out with tim a little bit um before mm-hmm. the game this week and i met jamie dukes for life actually um awesome. which is cool in the tailgate and yeah, they were both like, that was really fun. Like, we should, that sounded great. And I was I'm like, glad yeah, to, we should do that. I enjoyed it. So I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad to hear that people did as well. Cause well, I really I thought think that was it cool. makes it feel more of the community that we, which is what we've always wanted it to well, be. Well, we ever cared about. Yeah. yeah. So it was awesome. Um, thank you to everybody. And actually, Chase Kitty called, like, reached out, let Rob after the show last week. And cause I was, of course, freaked out about the, like, whether we could handle it from a audio Technical. quality. Yeah. And he's like, I think it's kind of cool that it's a mess. Like you should yeah. kind of lean into that. And I, was, yeah. and I was like, I think you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> and of course we've always like, you know, the shutdown full cast people are our, like our models and they've, they're like 10 times they're worse kind of a mess too. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, so. Well, so, I don't know. I suppose we could dig into it and figure it out. Like if we could play those and listen while it was part of the recording, I don't know if it's possible. Yeah. I actually thought it worked kind of uh, lo-fi way yeah it was just like playing your phone up speaker yeah it hey, actually it, worked pretty well yeah, yeah it was all right i mean certainly not enough to slow down the trains and, and go in another direction with any sort of difficult difficult solution no and not to get too into it but for those of you that care we use one um site anchor to host the podcast which gave us the functionality to run yeah. that but we use another platform zencaster to to record. actually record our audio tracks and do interviews which is so Anyway, someday someone will know how to fix that, but I'm not sure we want to. We kind of like it that way. So it was great. Thank you, everybody. Um, Also talk to the Mossy Creek guys this weekend, Rob. Um, Everybody should go by. We are brought to you as always by them. They have a big stack of cool Mossy Creek coasters. Mm -hmm. I said I would put a picture last week. I didn't. Um, But if you go by the shop and mention the podcast, you'll get free Mossy Creek coasters. And they're like pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if anybody follows them on Instagram or Facebook or anything. They posted a picture of the biggest bass I've ever seen in my life. Was it Jess? Yes. 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 So that's Jess. That's Colby's wife. I mean, it was. Oh gosh. (laughs) Yes. That was a, that was a pig. Yeah. It's like (laughs) bigger than she is. Yeah. That thing's awesome. And by the way, I mean, everybody's going to be listening to this. It'll be November. Uh, It's time for, you know, holiday shopping here. So go by there and pick up whatever you need. It's time to get your orders in. And I know they're going to be running some sales uh, coming up this month. So I've definitely had some Mossy Creek gift cards in my stocking in years past. It is a good gift. Well, and they have lots of stuff. Like even if you people you, you know, want to buy gifts for aren't anglers, you know, they have those cool, like I've been wanting one of those big Patagonia duffel bags for a long time. Yeah. And I feel like they never go on sale, but sometimes they do there. Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah, like the big black hole one like with the wheels. And so, I mean, they sell all kinds of stuff that people will, you know, that I, I'm sure lots of people would really like. Um, if you were there in the third and fourth quarter this weekend, you could use some rain gear. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, uh, that so, was third third rainy game in a row for the Dukes. Oh, what a miserable. And I already looked. It's like 30% for next week. I was like, come on. Oh. Uh, yeah. Long way out. Hopefully homecoming will improve. Um this is going to be a hell of a homecoming. We'll get there in a second. Uh, but that's it. So go by the shop, mention the podcast. You'll get a free uh, set of coasters or a Mossy Creek sticker and rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Rob, I guess on that note, I should start out before we get to four downs uh, from an awesome week. The uniforms look fantastic this weekend. 
that now maybe it's me and they were very old school to us but the purple purple gold i really no my kids liked them my kids thought they were great because i thought they i thought they were kind of appealing to the old men and we are definitely part of that demographic but my kids thought they were terrific they're like oh man the purple and purple and the gold they're like that gold's cool it had kind of a classic look and it's funny how you can make the very traditional look really exciting by going away from it for a couple of years. Yeah. You know? Oh, we're not the only old men either, Rob. Um, as we learned last week with Justin and a lot of people really appreciated that we had Justin on last week and that we and it just, was fun to have him. It was, it was a great catch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I ran into two of our friends this week, younger, much younger than us um, with their own like infant children mm-hmm. at, at a very modest tailgate. Um, I ran into one of our good friends with his grandchild uh, in the stands. Oh. <laughs> like, um, it got to spend the second half of the game, or at least halftime in the third quarter, with a couple old friends uh, in the rain, but very like soberly adult in the rain. Yeah, like, you know, like like not... should we get coffee or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like do we want to stay? Do we not want to stay? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like not, yeah, not the kind of rain that. I've spent much time with them in the past. So yeah, it was really fun. Uh, but this game was awesome, Rob. And I hope you are ready to get us started here. I don't know what you want to just start generally or, or launch into for, first down. I mean, first yeah. down, like I'll just I'll admit, I did not see that coming. I, I no. absolutely did not see the offense clicking. You and I really, I, I think I talked both um, on the podcast and kind of in text and everything. Like we thought the offense was close. We thought it was like, hey, just a little bit better offensive line. A little bit better timing between Johnson and the receivers, and it's about to take off. I will admit that when I said those things, a little bit of it was I believed it, but a lot of it was I was trying to convince myself of it. Well, and how um, did you feel after the first? First, drive? and I was and down in the dumps. I was down in the dumps. I'll just put it that way. It was like, and it's not only that they didn't score, it was the way they didn't score. Yeah, getting the two penalties, getting the extra chances, and then yeah. botching it twice more was like, and like you, you wrote. Yeah. Just trying to, I, I don't blame, I actually don't blame them for trying to pound it in, but like, but it's, it's, oh, it's like, it's like, it was just awful. It, it, yeah. The, the cynical take, which is the one that I absolutely mm-hmm. had during the game was these guys are just too stubborn to know the truth that they ain't built to do this. And they've got other ways to succeed. They should go those other ways. So means the other way to do it is like, you know what? They know what people are saying. They experience the same frustration. They know how important it is to establish like come hell or high water. First, we're going to go down there and just exercise the demons, you know? Yeah. But that was bad. Like it was just, it was, it, and they kept getting more chances. Oh, I mean, just catastrophic. Cracks, I'm not going to name any names, too. but oh. I was going back and forth messaging with a former player, and the two, uh, you know, he yeah. and I were just like, "What is going on? This oh. is like Groundhog Day. Like this, this team can't do it. Just punch it outside. They got other weapons." Uh, and then five minutes later, we we're like, "Oh yeah, we, we know nothing. This offense seems to have found a groove." You know, when they came right back with that second drive that ended in touchdown. So. I just, I did not, I thought that they would take strides. I thought that they were really close to kind of turning the corner, but not turning the corner and just sprinting down the road. You know, that was like, they went from, oh, we, we've really had our feet in quicksand for three games in a row. What's going on? To like, boom, like Duke's back. The, yep. Duke's back. Like it's a go. Johnson, he looked confident. He was making the throws that he was not even attempting the past a couple more like yeah. tough throws. You know, those ones yes. where, where you're throwing you're you're on one hash mark and you throw, you know, the seven yard pass, but it's all the way across the field. And you just like to have the confidence to do that. Um yep. they were hitting crossing routes. They were hitting guys. It wasn't just like well, they were spreading hey, let's around. down. Yeah. I think I mean, nine guys caught balls. Like it yeah. just um Wells and Thornton, the one two punch, you you love to see that, but uh Payton Painter caught one. I think mm-hmm. he got hurt on the one that he caught. Yeah. Cheatham got the touchdown. Van Horse caught it. like it just Ravenel. Ravenel Raveno was back. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It just it was really good on a day that they didn't have Percy. You didn't know it was going to Fornado came back, but then he he sat out for a little bit, then came back again. It just it was really exciting. It was it was the offense that you saw kind of peaking last spring when everybody looked mm-hmm. like they had their mojo, they looked like they're having fun and they looked like they wanted to be out there. We haven't seen that. And I, I hate that's to me, that's the laziest form of analysis when you're like, Oh, you know, people, they don't look like they're having fun or they're, they're not enjoying themselves or they're in their own heads. That's dumb. I mean, like you can say yeah, that we don't know. every game yeah. because you've got no, you can't prove or disprove that. 
but didn't it look like they just had a spring in their step yesterday? It did. And for me, I did. I, I watched, um, I got to be in one Oh nine down on the side. Oh, like, the standings. You know, front row, yeah. Like in the second half and yeah, for sure. It's the first time I've sort of been down there in a while, you know, where you're right on the sidelines and, and for sure. I mean, even in a nasty weather, rainy second half, it, those kids are having fun again. Yeah. And it was good to see. I thought that, you know, I, uh, yeah, we're going to get to, I didn't know that they had lost Percy. I did you know, and I guess now they've really lost Percy. It sounds I don't like. know about that. I just know like he wasn't playing in didn't the game. Play. I don't know what yeah. his status so, is. For I don't the know year. either, but um, I didn't know that was, I didn't know that coming into the game, you know, it was announced. Um, but late. aside from that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought Fernando looked pretty good. I actually was really concerned that he was going to look like, he was hobbled. just barely hobbled. Yeah, yeah. like uh, able to get around. He seemed pretty like, and he was definitely engaged in the game. I mean, I know he took a penalty or two, but like, you know, I didn't think he was thinking about the injury. It looked like he was very much engaged in he was just playing play. Yeah. yeah. And I thought Hubbard did pretty well. And like you said, Rob, I also enjoyed, you know, they did get stuffed all those times on the first drive. And I thought it was going to be a nightmare. They stopped doing that. They yeah. just started slinging it. Yep. And that was record breaking in every sense of the word. Cole yeah. threw five first half touchdowns. I think yeah. he had one incompletion in the first half. I think he was like, yeah. Like 20 for 21. Yeah. And then they only threw three times in the second half. I think one of them yep. was a touchdown. To, the only completion was the touchdown the to Rob touchdown. Yeah. which was a so six touchdowns in a game, all time JMU record. Yeah. I, unbelievable. You're right. I, and maybe Cole is just one of these kids. Like, you know, I don't know in the spring and then now, like he just needs to, it's almost like he needs to be like, I don't know. Like he's afraid to totally cut it loose until there's nothing left to lose. And then when it's not going well, he's like, well, screw it. Now I'm just going to play like sling it. And as soon as he starts doing that, I mean, we saw what happened in the well, spring the, and then we saw it yesterday. Yeah. You know, he, he can throw well, it. You know, yeah. so. Todd, you know, like I spend a lot of my fall and spring weekends and weeknights on little league baseball fields. Yep. And there's a saying in little league. I mean, I guess it, it applies to all oh. baseball, but like hitting is contagious. And oh, like yeah. there are certain nights, James's team, when yep. they go up there and the first guy gets out and you see their shoulders slump, whatever. There are other nights when the kids, you can see them in warmups and they're all loose. And the first guy goes up there and he's joking and he's like, oh, I'm getting on base guys. And they go. And it's just like, as soon as one kid hits, uh-huh. instead of being like, oh, next minute, they're all running to the plate. They're like, let's go. It's just like, it's a game of confidence, mm-hmm. certainly in Little League. But I think that translates to all sports. And I think mm-hmm. when Cole gets going, whether it's, you know, when the chips are down and he knows he needs to do it or when it's just like F it time, mm-hmm. things aren't going well. I'm just going to go out there and play and see where things fall. But his game is so different when he gets in this rhythm. And it, he looks like a completely different quarterback. Like he's just slinging it. He's just he's making tough throws and and passing on the checkdowns instead of doing the opposite. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just, it, it's a beauty to watch. Like that was one of the all time great JMU quarterbacking performances. It's wild. And to think yeah. that they scored, they ran them out of the building. I mean, at one point I think the game was either, I know it was 14, 14 or 21, 14. I mean, there were you, I, I, it's funny because I did have to, I was excited in, in the preview last week. I wrote like Elon does not want to get in a track meet with JMU. Yes. And at the beginning yeah. of that game, when it got to be 14, 14 after JMU had, been stopped on all those on mm-hmm. the, they, they drove right down yeah the first drive and just messed it up um i just knew i couldn't i kept looking at the clock and i was like how are there still 10 minutes left in the half yeah like this is not quick good strike. For elon. It, yeah, yeah and this is not good for elon like this Mm-mm. whole setup and it did i mean jamie just blew their doors off there in the second quarter and suddenly it's 35 14 at the half and i'm thinking i mean i think we all said they're not it's scoring. over johnny yeah, they're not scoring 22 points and stopping JMU from scoring at all in the second half. Yeah. I mean, that was – yeah, that was it. It was it was as good a half as we've seen from JMU. And, and the funny just, thing is to think, like, if they score the first touchdown, that's a 42-point half, you know, yeah. like against a reasonably good team. Like It's just, it's just so funny because, I mean, it, clearly you've got Wells and Thornton who are, are very dangerous at any level. Yep. And when you get everybody just with that confidence where they're like, give me the ball, give me the ball, I can go. And, you know, I want it next. The whole team just had that attitude. Yep. And I don't know how you stop them when they're playing like that. Well, and I can't believe I'm going to, I mean, we never, Lorenzo Bryant Jr. 
thank goodness we have him now. Oh my gosh. Now with all this running back, I mean, they've lost black, they've lost Percy. Yeah. You know, Van Horse is Van Horse, but he's kind of a, you know, not a traditional back, right? He's a third down back. back Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I think they plan to use him differently. Um, But man, Bryant's good player and it's a good thing they have him now. And Latrell is, I mean, he is the horse that we all had hoped and he's just so strong and so good. Mm -hmm. And, He's really developed as a receiver too, but you know, I just really, really pleased with lots of stuff on offense. I mean, I, I don't think there's any, there's no reason to really criticize anyone on offense. I, I don't think in this game. I mean, no, and, and certainly and even Shanahan, more so, even yeah, more so because staff. of the way the first drive ended. Yeah, you know, the, the fan base. We all were like, oh my gosh, mm. here we go, this is terrible. And they didn't do that. And I, and I give Shanahan credit too for like. They came out and they had a quick strike. Like, let's just, you know, rip the Band-Aid off and get in there. And they had, what, like a minute, 30-second touchdown drive on the yep. second possession, which I thought was exactly what they needed. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't want the guys with time to think about the failures. Just get out there and start playing, you know, back to back to back. Yep. Yeah, I think it was like one run. I think Cole ran once and then they threw the ball four times. Yeah. And, and Cheatham got it. Like, just go. Quick strike. Like, let's forget about it. Jump shooter mentality and go, 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 go. Well, And Wells, you mentioned this in your thing. Wells looked – hundred percent again. Yeah. Like he looked really, really good and really like happy. And like, he finally was not thinking about the ankle either. And did and, I see that he went into the all time top 10 for receiving touchdowns already? Wow. I didn't know. I mean, he had two, I, he had eight catches for over a hundred and two, 139 yeah, yards, I, mean, I think. And both touchdown catches, by the way, were really good catches. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were not like run of the mill, easy ones. Those were both really good. One was low right in the corner where we sit and then one was on that far side but yeah oh. yeah i just looked it up he moved into a tie for 10th place at jmu that's his 13th receiving touchdown in his 16th game right and he's at least technically a redshirt a redshirt freshman yeah. i think or a freshman like you know yeah is it um, too early to start wells for the 2023 heisman campaign yeah i was <laughs> wondering especially i not to not to get carried away on the recruiting game, but I, I see the uh, quarterback they have committed has has had a hell of a run. Yeah, um, down down, down Greensboro. There in Greensboro. So yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see between him and Atkins and Adams and whoever's going to battle it out. Uh, yeah, the pipeline is is full right now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we will see one of them with plenty of throws to go around for mm-hmm. Wells. Yeah, um, I, I don't know, Rob. I, second down, I guess I should. Uh, I go with a couple guys in the defensive backfield. Um, just really Taurus Carroll, probably biggest play of the game was that I don't know what Davis Cheek was doing on the interception yeah. to Taurus Carroll. He just literally threw it right to him. Threw like, it to him. And yeah. nobody else was th- like, I don't yep. really, it wasn't, that one was not pure pressure or anything else, but uh, I thought Carroll just played a really good game. He's the one corner that I think we've said all season, you know, He's not the best corner JMU's ever had, but he's very reliable at this point. Like I trust him. You know to what be you're in gonna right, get. Yeah, and I trust him to be in the right place. Does it mean he's gonna jump and make the perfect play? You know, be able all the time. I don't know, but he just. I really am coming to count on him. And then the other guy, Sam Kidd. I, I mean, how many times have I come back to him? He's just all over the place, and he always contributes when he's healthy and in the game. And now he's finally got getting a chance to really play, not just on special teams, but play defensively. And he just is a really spark plug player. I, I don't know. Just really good to see him fully, you know, have an opportunity. And he also strikes me as one of those kids that just, if you really stay in a program and you really care and you love the game, like it's amazing how much you can grow, even if you are limited, <laughs> you know, even if you're not the fastest guy in the world. Yeah. It's amazing how much you can grow when you mature and you totally understand where you're supposed to be on the field and, what the point of every play call is. Mm-hmm. Um, so just those two guys stood out to me defensively, um, at least in the back seven, because I'm sure we're going to talk about the front group later. So yeah. yeah. What, what anything stand out to you for third down, Rob? Yeah. I, yeah. Did we see something from Sroba? Like mm-hmm. I, I know they got called back because mm-hmm. of penalties. I'm so sick of them getting called back. Give this uh, kid a too. chance. He's making plays. He's every making week. plays. Yeah. I like, I think a lot of people have, have thought, that well the evidence has shown you like he's just there to to receive it cleanly mm-hmm. and they don't need him to return but we've seen the past couple of weeks where he can really get up and go like he's been aggressive he's been 
it's, I think it's underrated. Everybody kind of says, oh, he just fields it. Well, that's an important thing. And Todd, you know, I mean, you returned points in high school. Like that's a big deal. So we shouldn't discount that just fielding it cleanly. But now we're seeing that like, he's got a little bit of a wiggle and he can make some moves. Like I I think this could be the type of guy we could see a really big play coming down the stretch, maybe even in the playoffs, knock on wood from him. Um, It stinks that they got called back, but He's made some very nice plays. Specials overall, I thought were great. Harry had a terrific game. He got some really good bounces, but the coverage was also down there. You know, we can Mm -hmm. be like, oh, lucky bounce. But if it's a lucky bounce and nobody's there, big deal. So I thought specials were great overall. Mm -hmm. Just like, um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I felt very good about this game where there's nothing that I can point to other than maybe the penalties. Yep. That has me concerned. But all three units played well. I think yeah, we, we saw scored 35 points in the first half. It's hard to like, it's hard to maintain the intensity nitpicking and it's hard to maintain the intensity, especially when the weather goes from like, okay, to really crummy, Terrible. you know, and you're up by a lot. Like I, I totally understand from a coaching standpoint, from a playing standpoint, like just get that thing over with. It felt like it would never end. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, just get yeah. out of there. But and you're right, Trova, I, I mean, he's a kid also, I think, you know, his only chance to get on the field is returning punts, returning kicks. Yeah. Right. Punts. And so, I think for him, he's just seems like maybe he put a lot of, he probably put a lot of pressure on himself both mm-hmm. in the spring and now to like step up and prove that he can be a, you know, good at this and that kind of stuff. And now he finally looks like he's turning the corner to where he's not really worried about all that. He's just playing football. Let's play football. Let's play. And what he's we like, said about the offense. same thing about the offense and, and a little bit about kid too, where yeah. like you stop thinking about all the like, well, I have to catch it or I have to do this or I have to show everyone. Like, it's just like, no, I want to, I want to make a play, you know? And that's a great place for a football player to be. Well, I imagine he won the job because he could field them cleanly nearly every time. That's I think exactly right. But now it's like, okay, I've proved I've done that. I've done that for a season and a half. What's that? Let's get out there and go. Right. And man, he's, he looks pretty darn good as a returner. Cause it's not like he's looked bad. He just hasn't returned them. It's just been fair catch, fair catch, fair catch. Because they've had a few. I mean, even on the kick return game with with uh, Thornton and Van Horse, mm-hmm. they're they, you know, it's like what if they had five or six decent, you know, really strong returns this season, and almost all of them have been called back by penalty. Yes, and yeah. that's just getting really frustrating. And you know, if I knew it was like, well, the block in the back is why they sprung the return, but now it's become a trend where like it can't possibly be the only reason they get a good return. They're just no, no you look at the replays and they're yeah. clear penalties, yeah. but they're kind of incidental. Yes. You know, it's not it's yeah. not the block that sprung the guys. No, and that's that's a frustrating thing. Yeah. Um yeah. So that's a good point. And then my fourth down, Rob, I, I mean the D line. D line was great this week. Oh and, yeah. You know, like they got they did what we've been hoping all year. They they start they really pressured Cheek, which mm-hmm. is exactly what we hoped. I mean, he still made a few plays and obviously early in the game, you know, Elon had enough, but they couldn't they couldn't that wasn't sustainable with that kind of pressure you know and no. heatherman's back to you know they've done the same thing they're clicking again they figured yeah. it out and 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 they're also getting contributions you know it isn't just like mike green and isaac Gukwu, but it's we saw abby and akonje have the big play last week mm-hmm. tony thurston was a big part of the game this week they're get they are getting what we hoped at the beginning of the season which is that rotation is really playing paying off I mean, there were a couple times in the second yeah. quarter when I was kind of looking out there and like Mike Green wasn't in, Uku wasn't in, like none of the, you know, they really did have the rotational group in and the pressure was still coming. And that's yeah. interesting you say that because everybody talks about the running back crew as being like the most deep, the most deep position or the, uh-huh. the deepest position. But I think it's the defensive line. You I know, think the, so the run, running back position is great. And we're yeah. seeing, like you mentioned, Bryant stepping mm-hmm. in with the injuries. But it's not it's not the same thing as rolling four new guys. They're doing no. hockey lines, yeah. the defensive line, and it's working. They're still generating pressure. Well, and the other thing I was reminded of this weekend, and this is, I think, part of what my criticism of the defense, all the way going back to the Villanova game when they lost, I also forget as a fan that that defensive line gets to show what it can do when JMU gets out in the lead. Like, when it's passing they've situations. been in these tight games where they haven't really like, yeah. And whereas this week, when they got once they got up 28-14, it that game was over. Like th- I mean, Elon was not going, you know, then you could just 
okay, so we'll give up six yard runs if you want to run it up but, the middle at this point. But I want to get so, a but we're going to turn on <laughs> turn everybody loose, and yeah. we're going to rush a fifth guy from somewhere. And good luck. I mean, with this group, like if you are in an obvious passing situation, that's a horrendous place to be against JMU. And and just the Villanova game, Villanova was never in an obvious passing situation. Mm-hmm. And these last couple weeks, you know, the Richmond game and Delaware, they have never stretched the lead to where those teams were forced very much. You they know? never never made a good team one-dimensional. Right. And, and that's what happened to Elon this weekend. 35-14 at the half, like – guess what we're going to do all the third quarter? We're just yep. going to rush and rush and rush. And yeah, I just, I, hopefully the, it, it's just a, it was a reminder for me how much the offense can contribute to the defense looking its mm-hmm. best, you know? Um, so yeah, hopefully that can, and then and obviously the defense set the offense up pretty well with a couple of turnovers. Yeah. This week too. It was cool. Cause like, it was not a dominant performance, no. but in some ways it was one of their better performances because it was the first time against not only a, a QB one, but a really good QB one. Yeah. You know, Davis cheek was reigning CA player of the week. He's mm-hmm. very good. He's what a fifth year, six year senior. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he beat JMU in 2018, 2019, 2017. Signetti's last year with Elon. Signetti. Yeah, it was 17 because 16 is Houston wins. 17 yeah, 17. Is Houston 17. leaves. No, no, 18. 18. To to 18. 18. So it was 18. 18. Yeah, 18. Yep. So by virtue of the fact that he beat JMU in Bridgeforth, that mm-hmm. makes him one of the CA's most successful quarterbacks yes. against JMU in the past what, five years. Yeah, yeah. No exaggeration. No. You know, it's up there like if you beat him once, you're good to go. He's a really good quarterback. And mm-hmm. He came out, he answered JMU's punches, you know, countered with the, you know, 7-7, 14-14. And then the JMU defense really just elevated its game. And I thought they played great from then on. Like, so it wasn't a dominating end-to-end performance, but in some ways it was almost like a little more clutch. Like they took their punches and and stood right up there and then rallied when the team needed them. And then the next thing you know, it's a laugher. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's what, I think what you said too, like, the 17 team is a great example where, and, and to some extent, even the, I think there were some late Mickey teams, even 11, 12, but certainly the 08, 09 teams. I didn't necessarily think they were going to like shut you down all game mm-hmm. all the time. But I thought every, as a fan standing up on second and five, I thought there was an opportunity for a massive play. Yeah, every a game time, changer. right. A game changing or a tackle for a loss or, you know, a big play on every play. And that was how I felt this week. Yeah. You know, just watching him, them this week was like, you know, Elon made a few plays here and there, but I also felt like any given play, I felt like this could be huge, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a nice feeling to have. And I think this team could get back to that more consistently. I'm hoping. And you know, what we talk about, it's been a constant theme of our conversation tonight is how when, when teams are playing with confidence, you know, when offense mm-hmm. with confidence, you could go, the defense doesn't seem to get down on itself. You know, they gave up a pretty bad play for that touchdown, the 58 yarder. Yeah. Whatever. The long, yeah, yeah. They did. And there's no hanging heads. Like it, it's like they all have the cornerback mentality or the jump shooters mentality of like mm-hmm. next one up. And I, I think we maybe discount that a little bit, you yep. know, like it's, it, they can give up big plays and they can frustrate us. And JMU fans will complain about the secondary and everything. We complain because it's usually like one bad drive. But they never just fall apart. And maybe we need to start focusing on that aspect of it. Rather than mistakes, it's the fact that they're resilient and they come back from those mistakes. Yep. And and they put together, you know, two and a half great quarters of football mm-hmm. after after kind of a little bit of, you know, getting punched in the mouth. So yep. I was in some ways maybe more impressed yesterday. The fact they finally played finally played a legitimate quarterback and, you know, went down, had some adversity, and then turned it up when they needed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I was. I mean, for sure. Just it was great to see them look like themselves and yeah. look happy out there. And they, yeah. you know, you score enough points, it takes the pressure off, right? <laughs> I mean, and I think even for the offense, just getting those first two touchdowns, even though it was fourteen all, it was like, okay, we got this. <laughs> you know, like we we know we can move the ball, we can score here, and yeah. you know, yeah, that's what they needed. I hope. And mm-hmm. I think that's all we got from this game. I mean. What, we're going to move, look ahead to this weekend. It's homecoming. Yeah. Um, happy homecoming, everybody. It is a interesting game this week with, I think you termed them, potential future CAA team. It could, it Campbell could be, fighting Campbells, right? 
they're kind of playing. They're is this their audition? I, I don't know. Some they've already played. They played. Uh, Who they play? They started the season. Actually, they played Elon already this season. They lost by one to Elon um, mm-hmm. back second week of the year. Wow. Um, yeah, 24-23. So, yeah, yeah they, they uh, you know, uh, Campbell is not a terrible team, I don't think. Their team on the rise. Yeah, well, and I mean, like, just this year, right? They lost to Liberty first game of the year, which I think is totally understandable. Yeah. Um, lost by one to Elon. Blew out Presbyterian and the coach we both love who doesn't punt. Yeah. Um, right? So they have a bunch of crummy wins. They lost to Monmouth in a reasonably close game. They lost pretty badly to Kennesaw, you know, a ranked Kennesaw State team uh, and lost this weekend to Charleston Southern. I, I mean, they're not great, but they're also not. This is not St. Francis or Morgan. Morehead this State. isn't Morgan State. No, no. I, Morehead I, I, State. This I'm needs sorry. to be Morehead taken State. both. Yeah, this needs to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, JMU could win this game in a blowout. You know, I would expect them to be heavily favored. I will be disappointed if they, if this game is really close or they lose, right? I will be hugely frustrated and disappointed. Yeah. Um, but this is not, this is not a joke team. They, these are kids on scholarship. This will be exciting for them to come to JMU for homecoming and play at a stadium like this. Um, I, I, it's funny because we were all like, what is Campbell and they're the fighting camels, but they're, they're kind of legit. You know? It like, almost sounds like they're Elon like seven or eight years ago mm-hmm. where it's a program that decided like, Hey, you know what? We're, we're going to take this seriously and go like, they've had, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I think they've had relative success in baseball. Yeah. They've had relative success in basketball even lately. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I definitely think it's a just, school on the rise. I mean, I, you know, I joke about this, but Bowie's Creek where they're located used to be like, couldn't be more rural, mm-hmm. like the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. And now it's basically like an exurb of Raleigh. Like it's not all that far from where our friends live. Yeah. <laughs> like in the far, you know, this would be like Western Loudon, you know, to DC kind of like, it's, it's like Percival. Yeah. Like it's, it used yeah. to seem like so country and now it's not that country anymore. Yeah. I mean, they have a law school with a new building in downtown Raleigh. Like they've been, growing i expect they will continue growing mm-hmm. um yeah so it's campbell but look this weekend is hopefully friday hopefully looks big like announcement. friday afternoon yeah. going to be the announcement um maybe saturday morning i don't know but it, yeah. it's certainly looking uh you know the big thing is they go to the state commission friday at i think 10 in the morning mm-hmm. so we expect some word one way or another. I, I thought it was encouraging to see Metlin's reporting and his, I think he was the one who had some quotes from Kirk Cox, the delegate, um, you know, who I think we were concerned and he did not sound concerned, right? Yeah. He's a, he's the, uh, like, you know, a politician that I thought might be hesitant about this, but he sounded like, Hey, this isn't really like for us to like shoot people down. It's for us to poke holes in a school's plan a little bit like, or, push back a little bit, but not really, I don't know. I, I thought he was very decent about the way he kind of seemed to be approaching those questions. There was another, there's a state Senator. Uh, I think Scott Suravel. Well, I thought Scott it was Sur- kind of interesting because the two of them were going back and forth and they're not, they do not, you know, ideologically align. No. Um, but they clearly both were, seemed to be on the same page. Well, Suravel was pushing back at people being like, this is crazy. And he's like, actually, no, it's, it's prudent. It significantly reduces travel costs and it increases revenue potential. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's, this guy roots. This is great. I looked up. Yeah. He's an alum. So yeah, no, they're both alums. Both of those yeah. guys are yeah, alums. Cox I mean, too. I think yeah. it doesn't hurt to, uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes like, yeah, whatever. Your it party it just made me yeah. think like they clearly had been given some read ahead material. This was not new. They had their talking points. So everybody who's freaking out or people who are just nervous and you've, you know, it's yeah. not, it's not done until the, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. But but from reading the kind of state senators and the delegates, things like, Jamie has done its homework. This stuff has been socialized well in advance. There's yeah. not going to be any surprises. And yeah. that's all you really want in this situation. Like They're not going in there and be like, hey, let's take a look at this. And then they're going to be like, oh, we got to review this. This is not a formality. But I think everybody knows in the General Assembly that JMU has been looking into this. They've mm-hmm. done their due diligence. They've got the numbers. They're confident, like, what is going to happen. And it's yeah. not just 
a brand new presentation where people are waiting to see what this is going to be about. No, they no, know. I actually they was know. thinking that like credit to Cox for, I was like, you know, you sort of formed this whole scheme of the athletic yeah. commission and all this stuff, but you also seem informed about yeah. the issues here. And I, that's all I can really hope for, you know, yeah. like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, so it's, I, yeah. It's not an unreasonable position that the guy no. has, you know, he's like, Hey, let's no, just, it, he's let's make sure it works. But it, it's not, it, it's not an unachievable goal. No, it was funny because obviously in the tailgate this weekend, everybody's kind of revisiting these issues. Like we've been over it a hundred times. And so it probably doesn't matter if we're talking about it, but you know, yeah, the cost of college needs to be addressed. I don't know if like these two, this decision is not necessarily like a one for one with like how you feel about the cost of college. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's just like, I don't know. So as we've said, um, athletic fees in the state of Virginia for public universities are seem to be very high when you look at them as a line item. Yeah. But as a parent who pays tuition, I think most parents also don't. Yes, the line items can be frustrated, frustrating. But at the end of the day, you have to look at the bottom line. Right? How much does it cost for me to send my child to this school versus how much does it cost for me to send my child to another school? Right. And Virginia has, for the most part, you know, the public schools in Virginia are pretty good, right? You know, like, That's me clapping for you, Todd. Yes, that I also, bottom like, line is pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. The bottom line is good. And I also think people focus not only on the bottom line, but percentage. You look at how much JMU has been able to fund over the years through student fees. I know it's oh, 80%. And okay, that looks bad at face value. But then if you turn it around, you go, wow, it's still cheaper than many other state schools. So JMU has been able to... Find a way, like a loophole yeah. or a way to do it of like where you charge people a couple thousand dollars, you get this really great athletic program across the board mm-hmm. and it's still cheaper than state schools and other places, you know, like, right. Um, even like William and Mary has a lower percentage of their mm-hmm. athletics budget funded by student fees, mm-hmm. but I believe the ultimate student, the bottom line student fee number is higher than is in JMU. Look- you know, well, so like this it's goes a- into all the things, right? We, I think, I don't know, don't quote us on this, but everybody does their accounting a little differently. And mm-hmm. for example, at JMU, they've kept like the marching Royal Dukes and some of the spirit squads yeah. in the athletic number. And that, those don't, those aren't free either, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, so some of this, it all depends on how you work the numbers a little bit. And yeah, at the, there is a bottom line that you have to pay the school to go to school there. Yeah. And that is the number that I think most people, you know, care the most about. Um, and we're hopeful, but uh, you know, we're not trying to be naive about what the future holds, but also hopeful that this could be a net positive. And I don't know if it will be next year or the next three years, but you know, at some point down the line, if you want to continue having growing your university and having your athletics be a part of that growth, you know, this is probably the logical step. So, I mean, so. if you're going to spend $50 million a year, you, yeah, need, yeah, to get, you need to get football in a, in a, yeah, you need to be potentially somewhere. revenue generating situation. You just right. get, we love FCS football. We love the playoffs, but come on now. I mean, if, for that sort of money, you need to at least have the potential of greater return. There is greater risk, and yeah, they're going to be bad years, and there's going to be, you know, three and eight years, and they'll need to weather them. And I, I think mm-hmm. the Jamie fans, will weather them it, it's mm-hmm. but come on now like you've seen yeah. like last weekend was a big deal that jamie sold out his family weekend the sellouts are gonna be few and far between if you don't move up and, that's, and right. that's just you know it's like we can all get excited but the caa at large as a whole is kind of hitting a plateau because it's you've got a couple teams you jamie and villanova that are taking very seriously you've got the I don't want to say flash in the pan, but the kind of uh, unproven upstarts like William yeah. and Mary. Yeah. And they probably shouldn't be an upstart, but like a rekindle, like no, you don't know, are they, are they you good? Get a Rhode like, Island year or a Maine year or yeah. whoever year, but yeah. You, you don't know. Like William and Mary, this could be, this could be great for the CA. If William and Mary's back yeah. to where they were in like the early aughts, mm-hmm. awesome. You know, yeah. that's great. They're, they're a great program that was really on the verge of doing big things. Mm-hmm. Made the semifinals against JMU, made made a deep run a couple of years later yeah. and then they just kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Is this just, are they like Delaware last year or are they really turning the corner? I, yeah. I'm not sure. Well, we're going to find out in two weeks in the, in the lesser Berg. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and but I was the, reminded of something this weekend, Rob, on the playoffs. Sorry. I didn't mean to. 
No, no, no I'm saying like the, the, the point being like as good as it is and those stories are, I mm-hmm. think week in, week out, you're just, oh, yeah. the, the interest is going to fade considerably. We've already seen it. Like they're, they're, the ticket specials they try to give you as season ticket holders. We get mm-hmm. these emails like, oh, essentially like bring your friends. They're working their tails off to get people to come to these out-of-conference matchups. Yeah. And Weber State will be well attended next year. But otherwise, it's a tough sell. People yeah. got other stuff going on. And sure. and I think for the the level of investment that Jamie has, it's worth taking the risk. I think so too. Yep. And and I was also reminded of something. Um, I can't remember who told me this or mentioned this, but I didn't thought about this in the playoffs. Like, so you know, someday down the line, six, seven years from now, JMU is going to be seven and two or mm-hmm. something, right? Six and three um, coming down the stretch of a season. And they're going to have two home games remaining with App State and Old Dominion, for example, yeah. hypothetically, right? And one of them is going to be seven and two, or both of them are going to be seven and two. And the winners of those contests, like, Win those two and you go to the Sun Belt Championship game and you go on, you know, have a chance to win the conference and go to the best bowl. Like those are playoff games. At that yes. Point. Like those become, they're not officially playoff games, but like there's going to come a time when JMU and Georgia Southern are playing in the second to last week of the season and the winner is going is going to win the East, you know? Yeah. And that that is its own version of a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's something to be excited about as well. So, um, I, I don't know. I know I kind of went off about the playoffs last week and the attendance issues with the one double A playoff. I, mean, it, I don't know. We don't have to worry about that. But <laughs> what's yeah, one? Just... Is there one thing you're looking forward to from this weekend, Rob? You know, I, I mean, it could be on the field if you want it to be, but you know, nah, I, it's not on the field. Let's no. let's let's nah, just. Be I, know. I I want the announcement to come through. I want it to be official. You know, yeah. it, it was great to get through the board of visitors, and it's been really fun to see the way that the other new entrants to the Sun Belt have announced and and more than how they've announced how they've been embraced by yes. the rest of it like it's kind of fun like this remember back when we started the blog yeah. how fun CA Hoops Twitter was yes like I loved blogging about football but I loved CA Basketball, Hoops Twitter VCU Pav it was, it was, and all those fun. guys like, yeah yeah, like, yeah. You see all these guys like you're just back and forth, and like there was lots of trash talking, but there's a mutual respect. It was like we're yeah, gonna knock you down, but then it's like, you know, you don't make fun of us. You, you know, you right. don't make fun of my family. I make fun of my family. Um, it was really, really fun. I'm getting that vibe. Like I'm sure there's gonna be animosity and there's gonna be teams we hate, but it does feel kind of like this us against the world yeah. mentality, which I really am excited about. And I've really been excited to see how how happy all of the existing schools seem for these additions. It's actually kind of amazing how much like, <laughs> it's incredible what common sense can do. Yeah. What's like how positive it is when something actually makes sense. And usually mm-hmm. in this stupid sport, particularly nothing college football, yeah. nothing ever makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's why like every realignment move in the last 15 years, there's never been a situation where like all the teams are happy. Yeah. Right. And this is like the weirdest thing. It seems that everyone who's currently in the conference and everyone who's coming into the conference all seems happy. And that's such, and it's all because it just makes sense. Well, even the Western teams are like, oh, wait, we only have to go East a couple times now. Yeah. Like we get to have our own division where we play the teams that matter to us and then have a few fun games. Like that's great. (laughs) You know, like it just just seems uh, like they're having the last laugh where you see. AAC and Conference USA, which clearly chased markets, it's imploding. And now the Sun Belt's kind of sitting back and going, like, we didn't really care about TV. We focused on like, hey, what's gonna what's gonna make a fun football conference? And we're gonna invite, right. you know, last time App State and we're gonna invite Georgia Southern and these oh, schools yeah. that have really good, passionate fan bases and legitimate history, and we're gonna trust that it's gonna work out. Yeah. And now they're doing the same thing. And it's like all those fans, plus the ones from the other schools who saw that work out, now aren't worried about the fact that, you know, ODU is a program that's been down. But like ODU is, I don't want to say sleeping giant, but ODU is just waiting to get in the right situation. That's right. You know, they're like, going to they, be much better off. They're going to be much better off. Much and, and Marshall, yeah. same way. Marshall has yeah. been a really successful program for a number of years and a number yeah. of different conferences and different, you know, subdivisions. Yeah. <laughs> and they're respectful of that. And then, you know, you've got Southern Miss, same sort of situation. And JMU, like, nobody's going, oh, uh-oh, well, this is the one FCS they're going. This is that we have trust in our conference administration that they have chased 
football programs that want to be serious and want to operate on the same level and aren't going to be focused about things they can't control and just want to have really good competition every Saturday and fans. And I feel like so far, while it isn't official, we've been really welcomed as like a peer, so to speak. And like, hey, get on board. This is cool. You guys guys fit right in. Because it's kind of, again, us against the world. Screw all the P5. Let's just have really good, fun Saturday afternoons in all these cool college towns. Well, And Rob, I think it's safe to say, I mean, I don't think we've ever had this level of engagement in a long time. Like, I know it's stupid and like Twitter's not a barometer of the world, right? It's a fake place. But like, it's incredible, like the amount of like engagement we've had from people from other teams the last couple of weeks. We're still getting reactions and likes and replies to tweets we sent out two weeks ago. Yeah, like it's crazy. And and one thing for our fans, we need to leave the uh, one thing I'm reminded of myself or I, I wanted to chastise myself. We need to leave the like conference arguments to others. Yeah. Like we're just getting here. And yeah, like, like, we don't need to trash. I am also enjoying, I, don't get me wrong. I, I love this, that somehow like the two Louisiana schools in the Sun Belt seem to have like real, real animosity towards yeah. Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like, I get that. And that's really fun to watch um, from the sidelines. But like, we're not, you know, I, I don't know. It just let let everybody else have the conference. Crawl before wars. we walk. Yeah, let's yeah. crawl before we walk. A couple things I do love, and I hope I was thinking, Rob, I got it. I mean, might as well do these. This is kind of we're not really doing an overtime tonight, but I love that we're the only purple team in the conference. Yeah, <laughs> like that's like the dumbest thing, but I think we're the only purple team, right? Um, which is kind of nice. Uh, so that's good. I also I would love one thing, Rob. We we'll probably do this this summer, but. I would love for there to so Old Dominion's probably going to be our biggest rival and our most obvious rival. Yeah, it pains me to say it, but the truth, you know, that's the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. And totally excited for that. And you know, even for us old people who like want to be rivals with App State, you know, they have long-standing tradition against Georgia Southern and other teams. And but I would love to have the three Mountain schools. One thing I did enjoy this week, I saw App State. One App State fan got really excited about uh, JMU and Marshall. So I hadn't thought about this, but in the Sun Belt, App has been the only school that has the, even the potential for snow games. Yeah, and they were the App State fans were saying, "This is so great! We have two other schools that yeah. might have snow in the conference." And there was a funny picture of Bridgeforth when it was snowing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I feel like there should be like a mountain, uh, like a trophy, like a series, yeah. like a trophy for the mountain series mm-hmm. for like Marshall, App, and JMU. Yeah. Like I know we're gonna have our own like the Commanders in Chief trophy. Yeah, like the Commanders in Chief, but this yeah. could be like the Mount, the Blue Ridge Cup or something, right? Yeah. The Mountain East Trophy. Yeah, for whoever win, you know, if you win both of those games, like I, mm-hmm. I think there's really that kind of stuff makes me excited uh, for all of this. And yeah, it, and you're right. The thing I'm most looking forward to is what happens on Friday, and what JMU's Sun Belt entrance hype video is. Mm-hmm. Um, the all three schools have put out various forms of video that had some song with sun in the title. Yeah. Um, I think it will be, there are lots of good options and I, I, I'm, I hope whoever's doing the men's basketball uh, social media stuff lately. Who's wonderful. Those will those are embedded. Those have been great. We'll, we'll be, yeah, we'll be, we'll handle some of this because yeah. yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, but on the field, like uh, yeah. I don't, I don't need another six touchdown performance, but I want that same, I want the offense playing with the same swagger. Can they keep that moving forward? Like I've got full confidence. The defense could have one of those games. that just really looks like a statistical anomaly, but it won't be, you know, like could they have another 0.8 yards rushing type thing? I think they Mm -hmm. could not that Campbell isn't a capable team, as we mentioned, but they're not as good as Elon or Villanova or Delaware. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm really just focused on Ken. Is this kind of the, it, are things cresting? Are they riding up the wave? Or was last week or two days ago or yesterday the peak? I don't think it was. I think it was well, turning the corner. I'm hopeful too. I mean, just going back to Weber, some of those early, you know, Maine, like mm-hmm. we had seen that team yeah. earlier this season. And I would like to think that this team is coming back now. Yeah. Know? Then it just got in a, it, did they just get in a funk or, is, yeah. or was I, it really I, just, that's what they are? Well, I also think maybe there's a little bit of like, you know, we can't just rely on like, oh, we're so t-. like, we lost JT Timming. Yeah, we got a 
you know, a hobbled version of Fornado back, but like the guys on the field are the guys on the field. And like, if we need to play with Francis Meehan and Sam Kidd as starting players, we need to play with them. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like they yeah. can make plays like, and just like go make plays. You know, if Reggie Brown and Kevin Curry Jr. are receivers, okay, go make plays. Like, you know, I, yeah, that's what I'd like to, for them to keep building on that. And if Lorenzo Bryan and, you know, Solomon Van Horse are, have moved way up the depth chart. Doesn't matter to me. They're good enough. Go play. Yeah. At some point you are what's left. And I think the kids seem to respond to that this week. I hope they can do it again this week, uh, this coming week. Uh, Yeah. Before the stretch, you know, before the, what, as you said, maybe the CAA game of the year at William and Mary did not see this one coming, but it's very much looking this way. So now, now we have a three-way tie at the top of the conference. Um, JMU very much has a chance to get back in the thick of this, you know, I mean, I think Villanova still controls, uh, depends on who wins the JMU William and Mary game. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So William and Mary only has beats, one conference yeah. loss. So, if JMU wins out and Villanova wins out, Villanova has it. Yep. But if, yeah, yeah. We don't want to think about that, but yeah. yeah. But at the same time, the other thing that happened this week was Southern Illinois, number three team in the country lost yeah. and Villanova lost. Mm-hmm. So JMU, you know, that'll be a little hard for voters to handle the JMU Villanova conundrum. But in any case, I think JMU has a very good chance. The road really opened up for them this weekend to get back in that top four, yeah, which is massive. So that means not only the potential for a home playoff game December 4th, but the home playoff game, you know, December 10th, 11th weekend as well, Yeah, uh, which is really what you're, you know, that's what, you're what your whole for. season is about. Yeah. yeah. So the road is wide open for the Dukes to achieve all their goals and hopefully they can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Rob, I don't have a whole lot else. I do have a, uh, eh, we'll come back to our, we're going to have an unpaid endorsement next weekend for an awesome little camping retreat in West Virginia uh, nice. run by some JMU folks, but I want to, I want to get my information straight for them next, <laughs> next week. Um, let's try to think what else. Only thing I want to say is just it was so great to see a lot of our friends this week. I uh, haven't had a game in a while where my commitments were very I, – I didn't have a lot of commitments. I didn't have a lot of responsibilities to deal with this week and got to – wander around. Take wander around and, and, yeah, visit everybody. It was great to see. That's kind of for me on the way out. Andy and Rebecca, uh, Bob and Connie, Bobby, uh, Brian, Mark, Melissa and crew. It was great seeing you. Yeah, I, um, Sam and Jeff. We'll talk about Potomac Peak next week for them. Uh, but Eric and Kelly meeting their and their new addition. Yeah, Christina, Caitlin got to spend the second half with Caitlin and Tim, and um, just really fun group. You know, Troy and Tanya are usual people, and then obviously meeting, you know, some other folks this weekend. But just that was really really fun, and I don't know. It was nice to do that. It wasn't homecoming, but it was. It felt like homecoming for me. So it was great to see well, homecoming preview. Homecoming preview, yes, yeah. So, be back this week, uh, but you know, kind of, lo- <laughs> we got our own giant tailgate plans this week, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but Rob, it's good to see you. And man, I don't even know how to handle this week. We're gonna we're gonna have a fun, hopefully a fun end of the week this week. Uh, well, I just I checked. I'm going to be off the grid. I just looked up the uh, cell phone service map and. Mm-mm. I could be missing this news. I might get it 48 hours later. I'm, I'm wheels up for oh, yeah, National Park tomorrow. And then I'm going to kind of southeastern Utah after that. And looking at the Verizon map, it is a, a lot of bear coverage there. So. Well, I think you said you're going somewhere that's like a certified dark zone or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I'm, I'm middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere desert, which I'm not going to have a lot of cell service. So I will send you I've been waiting how many years for this move and I will, yeah. I will probably miss the official announcement. <laughs> oh, I think it's worth it for you. Yeah. That will be great. And yeah, one way or another, it. we'll be back. You know, we get eight days off from the pot now, Rob, since we were yeah. early. Uh, we didn't even do candy talk tonight. I don't know. I'm just, a, I, I'm too old. Like one little thing of sugar and I'm a wreck for days. Like, <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. it just, I'm like, I'm ready to go to bed right now. It's like 930. <laughs> we, we made this like dessert pizza on oh. the uni last night. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even touch it. It was the most disgusting looking thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh. It was this recipe from the official like uni website uh-huh. where we have our pizza oven. 
and it was a chocolate ganache and marshmallow and Reese's Ugh. peanut butter cups. Even Sam, who's 13 years old, sugar obsessed, was like, this is way too sweet. He's never said anything in his life is too sweet. We threw the entire thing out. It was just too much. So oh. that kind of ruined the the whole chocolate and sweets weekend for me. But Good. James did say he got a ton of milk duds and that will be my, those are the ones I might sneak away with. I, oh. I, that's good rob i gotta confess i i had a pumpkin beer today actually had oh. a pumpkin a one and a half pumpkin beers the first ones i've had in like over a decade you know oh. so curses Susie wanted to have a beer she wanted to get one and i was like well i'll split one with you mm-hmm. it was it was pretty good yeah. so i had the dogfish pumpkin it's actually funny because the other awful thing so it's halloween go to total wine. They don't have any pumpkin, pumpkin beers left. No. Like the one time, all the last three months, there's been pumpkin beers mm-hmm. ruining the end caps. Yeah. And then we finally go today when I'm like, okay, we'll buy some pumpkin beer and there's none left. So yeah, I had one and then went to a, our neighbors had a little outdoor, you know, Halloween thing here and went over there and ended up having part of another one. Yeah. I don't even know you. I know it's the worst betrayed. thing. I just promised I would admit it. So yeah, somebody had him. We had a work event on Friday. There was like a kickoff meeting for some new committee or blah, 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 blah. And then there was beer and wine after, and I was helping set up and mm-hmm. they had Heineken and pumpkin beer. And I was like, I'm out. I'll see you. I'll see you. I want to get back. Like I can drink a Heineken every now and again, but I'm not going to stick around late on a Friday for Heineken and forget about the pumpkin beer. So no, no. Oh gosh. It's the worst. It's just awful. Be back to something normal this week. Although I I got the Sierra Nevada uh, Oktoberfest. That's pretty good. good. Like I like, I like Marzen's and Oktoberfest. Those are actually had, we have a little ornery brewing company. It's not Mm -hmm. like a fancy, you know, it's very, yeah small scale I, I think they're like um i don't know prince william county originally but there's a little one here in perfect city now cool and uh they have a really there i liked their little Oktoberfest mars and yeah yeah it was good they're good beers they're good yeah. drinkable beers this time of year yeah kind of middle of the road you know? yeah good so, football beer very like good football beer. you can have one or two and not it doesn't take you out of commission you know, no, like, you, you don't need a nap shoot. or anything Black Butte Porter. I always oh, love that beer. That's, that's a, good a really beer. good beer. And it's only like a five and a half percent. I mean, yeah. it's like a reasonable beer. It's like a throwback. Right? Like yes, everything nowadays good. is like seven and a half on up, which is good, but it's very hard for me to find a beer that I can have watching a football game now in the right. middle of the Not afternoon. Not in the afternoon sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So, so I got I got the Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest and I had one yesterday afternoon and it was fine. Go about your day, you know. Excellent. Good football well, beer. And also, by the way, Bridgeforth beers, I noticed this weekend. So they have the, they had the 40 minute, I forget what it's called. The, whatever the three notched IPA oh. is, the mm-hmm. orange one, yeah, no, um, which they'd about. had previously. But the other nice thing is with the brothers doing the proud and true thing, they also have 16 ounce cans of the brothers proud and true oh. lager, which is a very nice. solid, another like, good football, another beer. good yeah. like football game beer. And just kind of fun to get at the stadium. Yeah. You know, and, and I just mean, it also doubled the number of like non Bud Light options. Yeah. Um, at Bridgeport. So that's good, awesome. Good, good for them. Yeah. All right, Rob, have a wonderful trip. And, yeah. Uh, can't wait and- to catch you up on. All the news this week. Yeah. <laughs> Send me a telegram. Yeah. In case everyone's wondering why we're like disappeared from Twitter this week, it's because there's only one of us. And even that one is super busy this week. Yeah. So, yeah. We yeah. actually have jobs and lives outside of our JMU social media. No, no, so. I know. And I actually, I have to work the election on Tuesday, so I'll be totally offline Tuesday. And then I have a Oh, I dropped thing. off my absentee ballot this morning. Good. And then Yet I, I'm I still getting call. spam texts and calls. I, I thought they would stop. But no. I think it's funny because the one thing about the early voting, like everyone's already voted and yet all the commercials have ramped up again yeah. in the last couple of days. And I'm like, who are they focusing on? Like, you know, like what? At some point yeah. they're going to stop running commercials like before For me, the election. it's the text. The texts are getting me worse oh, than the commercials. Oh, worse. Yeah. And the mail. Uh, yeah. So it'll be nice next week. That'll all be done. And yep. we can just enjoy Hopefully, the Sun Belt. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be a big celebration. And yeah. Tribe Week. Yeah, you know, which suddenly, suddenly matters again. Tribe, yeah, maybe a huge Tribe Week this year and maybe the last big Tribe Week ever. So. Ever. 
We'll see. All right. Yep. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Go Dukes.